Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Fifi Box. Good morning, you lot. It's me, Tony Martin. Egg Cavalier still eating. Uh, no, I'm not. Morning, Tony. And Fifi Box, give her a round. Oh, Egg. thank you. And Tony, I have to say, I am looking at what Ed's eating. Yes. He's eating a salad sandwich. You know that's for lunch. Turkey salad sandwich. It's not sandwich. on breakfast. It's He's not on the breakfast menu. His second breakfast. His second breakfast mm. and probably on to his third lunch. Mm. He Listen. seems to eat about eight <laughs> meals a day. Never puts on any weight. What's going on there? Are you on heroin? Bulimia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just binging during the songs, as we all are. <laughs> Fifi, you're our first returning co-host. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's quite an honour. Yeah, you yeah. get to wear the sash. Yes, I do. And it's a beautiful purple sash. There <laughs> you go. I feel like I won the Victoria medal. I you hope did. that's not the Cadbury's purple. <laughs> oh. You'll be sued. <laughs> and uh, has your life changed since you've become the star of Thank God You're Here? No, it, it, you know, it's changed somewhat because what's occurred to a lot of, well, a lot of people out there, I think they think that because I'm on it, I'm mm. a comedian or, right. or a, a stand-up with a lot of experience in theatre sports because ah. a lot of the others are and yes. they're incredible comic geniuses. I've got no experience. Oh, I have right. no comic. There is nothing comical about me it's other than possibly my nose. No, I don't, yeah. So that I get a lot of people coming up to me saying, oh, yeah. Frank's so funny, isn't he? Yeah, but <laughs> he's see, hilarious. People see you on there and they can imagine <laughs> them doing something like what you're doing. And yeah. that sounds insulting, doesn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> you're a surrogate for the audience, if I, you like. I've honed that scared, stiff mm, look that, right. that I think most people would experience on national television, <laughs> having no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, look, you've been practising that look for years, <laughs> working with Marty Sheargold. Yeah, well, he does scare me stiff every day, so... Yeah. On the shebang. All states except Adelaide. I know Adelaide. <laughs> Stop calling. We're, pre- we're preoccupied, Adelaide, with your cardboard mask bandit. Is there yeah. anything in the advertiser? <laughs> Not Ed? today, uh, but hopefully people are going to call in with sightings and yeah. or, you know, dobbing someone in. What exactly is going on? Bloke has made his own cardboard mask yeah. who's robbing 7-Elevens. Yeah. In this, Adelaide? Yeah. At this stage, no one's been hurt. And, uh, and when they are hurt, we'll just stop talking about it. <laughs> broad daylight as well, Tony. Broad, right. broad daylight, 10.40 a.m. No, no cover of darkness needed when you're wearing cardboard. Good light on the mask. <laughs> beautiful. We don't know what is on the mask. A mask yet. looks beautiful in neon lights. But sadly, the shebang doesn't go to Adelaide. But Marty Sheargold, mm. uh, I had a bit... You know, I'm not one of these people who comes on the radio and goes, Oh, we drank so much last night. <laughs> yes, you not are. Not touching that one. Yes, you are. <laughs> but Mick Malloy had his uh, end-of-term uh, kind of shindig because he's off this week. That's tough right. Love. Mm. So, you know, Triple M people have gone down there and I've gone... It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I've gone, I'll just stay for a couple of hours because yeah. I've got to get home and tape the Channel 10 news. <laughs> Talking to your tape recorder. <laughs> Read the New Weekly, all the important things that go into this program. And it's got to five o'clock and everyone's just staying to leave. Suddenly the door opens like Phantom of the Opera. There's Marty Sheargold with a sort of where's the party kind of expression on. <laughs> About two minutes later, it was midnight. <laughs> still standing at the same bar, still being handed drinks by Sheargold. Has that effect on people? But then, get this, we're at that guy, the chef from Healthy, Wealthy and Wise. Yes. We're at his bar. Oh, really? And there's something in the news, his bar's being shut down. Yeah. And up till now, he's been the sort of garrulous burgermeister going, come to my restaurant. <laughs> now, he's just gone bitter and twisted and doesn't care anymore. And Marty Sheargold is sitting at the bar in what was apparently Ian Hewitson's seat. Oh, really? And he's just come in, gone up to Sheargold and gone, mate, one of the advantages of having your own bar is you've got your own seat at the bar. Get off. No way. He's just turned. Oh, 
Marty. Mustache bristle. <laughs> and so Sheargold just slides off the bar and says, right, you're all coming back to my place. Oh, hang on, are you saying that Marty didn't even take the bait? He didn't bite back? No, nah, he wasn't going to raise up that much energy. You know what he's like. <laughs> I know, intimidated by the chef. So we're back at Marty Sheargold's house till about five in the morning. <laughs> I've completely lost my voice from shouting. <laughs> I haven't been able to talk all week. I've had to not talk for the entire weekend, which my wife has just loved. She's going more of this, please. Do you know what? I have to say, I was really jealous because he did ring me on Saturday and he goes, I oh, just uh, yesterday hanging out with my new friend, uh, T. Martin. And I thought, what? Because we were actually finished the shift together on Friday at all 6 right. o'clock and he went, I'm going to go down to mix thing. And I've gone, Marty, it's 6, it's over, it's done. So he's had a massive night with you. Do you know, I've never been to his house. It's a mystery zone. <laughs> I couldn't did, did describe. Did he blindfold you when you had to go there? I have no idea how we got there. And when we got there, it was like being in a safe house that you would have someone from the KGB. There's like nothing on the walls. Please tell me, is there a couch? There, there's a huge couch. Oh, really? But that's it, I imagine. There's the pretty much a couch in an empty room. It's, it's like the punishment room on Big Brother. <laughs> He's a mysterious guy. He is. Well, he, he, is his obsessive compulsiveness apparent in the place? Oh, look, I, you know, I'm getting the feeling I shouldn't say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling that he's going to yeah. call in at any moment. <laughs> but he's a mystery guy. And then he's, I've seen him yesterday. He's going, oh, I had to then go to a wedding that morning. So I don't know what he would have been like on that. I know. It's not a big one for weddings. <laughs> or sitting still in a pew. So it would have been quite interesting. But look, enough about me and Shegol. We want to talk some more to you. Fifi Box, will you stick around? I certainly will. Here at Get This. Triple M. That'll be you too. Beautiful day here at Get This on Triple M, right around the nation. Fifi Box is sitting in with Ed and myself this morning. How are you, Fifi? I'm very well. I got in here super early. I actually couldn't sleep. I was that nervous. About doing this I show? Know, I yes. don't know what happened. I woke up at four, then I got in here at 7.30 because I thought, <laughs> better do some prep for Tone. All and, um, right. What have you come up with? Oh. You've got nothing in front of you at all. <laughs> I know. I left my notes in the office. And what do they say? <laughs> it's just a copy Shopping of the list. new weekly <laughs> with some things pink highlighted because that's pretty much all our show is. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it far be it for me to come to your show with lots of things to talk right. about. Right. Um, I wouldn't want to, you know, dominate or take over. This oh, is no. your forum and I'll just chip in here it's, and there. It's whatever you want it to be. That's my excuse, Fifi. Yeah, I know, Dan. Yeah. I'm joining you. <laughs> okay, well, find some big stories for us to talk about. What about David Copperfield? Did you hear about his mugging? No, what's... What? Illusionist David Copperfield has magically escaped mm -hmm. being robbed after his show in Florida. Copperfield was walking back to his bus when four armed teenagers stopped him, demanded his belongings. Copperfield said... He turned his pockets inside out to reveal nothing. Oh, yeah. Even though he was carrying his passport, wallet and mobile phone. And a couple of doves. <laughs> That's right. An everlasting chain of handkerchiefs. This is going to take hours to burgle this bloke. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you recognise David Copperfield, though? You would. And what's he doing walking to his bus? I mean, I just assume there would have been another way to get to his bus. Flying. Then just walk, possibly. Yeah. Or just, uh, or at least security. I mean, I've seen, you know, him flanked with all the glorious, glamorous blondes. Yeah, wouldn't he be surely surrounded he's got by some dude. assistants? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's but surely you'd recognise David Copperfield just from his ludicrous hairstyle and facial expression alone. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that's why he was attacked no, because right. they recognised him. <laughs> they didn't want his wallet and phone. <laughs> they wanted him off the circuit. <laughs> They'd just seen his show. <laughs> uh, what's going on uh, with Kate Moss? Uh, cocaine, Kate. Okay, okay. She's been dumped as the figurehead for, I don't know, 
Chanel's cocoa mademoiselle. Is that good gear? That is great gear. That's yeah. a lovely scent. Oh, mm. Are you wearing that now? I'm not wearing that, no. That's You're wearing la da Sheer gold. <laughs> <laughs> By L'Enforique. Uh, Kate Moss has been dumped uh, because of her cocaine antics and her, her boyfriend who just injects mm. unconscious people on the ground, apparently. Yep. Not with Chanel Mademoiselle. <laughs> nope. With something much stronger. So they've dropped uh, Cocaine Kate and they've gone with uh, Kyra Knightley. Oh, dear. Mm. Uh, not okay. impressed? I'm not a big fan. I don't know what it is about Kyra Knightley. Too skinny. She anno- it's the under, uh, under overbite. I'm not sure which one it is. It's like she's having a blandness competition with herself. <laughs> <you know? laughs> she's, I don't, who is, J- look, you'll know this, yeah. Jade Goody. Who is that? Jade Goody, she was, um, she was either on uh, Big Brother or right. she was a reality TV star. In the UK, and and I believe she was a rather large girl. Right. And now she's lost a bit of weight. Does that? Yeah, I think that's ring a, rings, <laughs> this rings general kind of bell. Why? And, yeah. and therefore, because of this wonderful achievement, we're talking about her on a national radio uh-huh. program yes. on the other uh-huh. side of the world. But she did say something quite amusing. I oh, will give her on. that. She described Kyra Knightley's breasts as two aspirins on an ironing board. <laughs> It's not too bad. Someone off the reality TV. It is. So she's, uh, yeah, the new face of that. Well, that's disappointing. Good luck to her. Yeah, good luck. Not curvy enough. No. (laughs) (laughs) We like them curvy here at Get This. Uh, What else is going on? Phone radiation impairs thinking. Know about this? Well, I don't, but this terrifies me. I knew this would catch up with us one day. This happens every day. There's a story about this, like. Do you use your phone, you, don't use your phone. But don't do you, when, you, when I've got my mobile phone to my ear and my ear starts burning and when I look in the mirror and it's bright red, almost fluorescent, I know there's something wrong with the phone. Yeah. There you go. When your head is humming. Yeah. Uh, radiation from mobile phones affects brain function, research suggests. That certainly explains Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, at the Melbourne Swinburne University of Technology. Mobile phones do seem to affect brain function. They seem to be fairly small effects, but nevertheless... Something's happening. Is that research? The findings are something's happening. Yeah, that's it. Come on, Swinburne. (laughs) Get onto that cardboard mask bandit. Put yourself towards something more useful. What about these zany ringtones you can get Mm. where it just sings your name? Really? Have you heard that? Uh, no. It's like uh, you obviously can call them up and they'll they'll go, um, David Edgeley, just to use a name. And then when the phone rings, it's like, David Edgeley, David Edgeley. And I'm at the movies a couple of months ago, and one of these has gone off. Yeah. And by the way, the guy's name was not David Edgeley. No. I've just used that as a generic name. And we're watching the film, Capote, and it's going, David Edgeley, David Edgeley. And everyone in the cinema is thinking, we know your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of the building now. We will find you. There can't be that many David Edgeleys in the phone book. We will track it. You want that? No, you don't. Actually, well, see, I've always wanted. I, you know, I think it's great to have a song sung for you. I always wanted to mm. date a musician so that someone could right. write a song for me. Oh, I didn't realise nice. you could just ring a telecommunications <laughs> company and have a song written for you. Have it sorted. You'd like to date a musician. Yeah. But pieces are falling into place. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. dating musicians always ends happily, don't you find, in show business? <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. <laughs> we'll see what we, can you, Ed, can you play an instrument? I can learn. Uh, <laughs> the trap miners. Now, look, we're not here to make jokes about trap miners, but what about how descended on by newsreaders yeah. is that? Is that town? Mm. It's just, uh, just there's not going to be any room to get them out because they're going to have to push past Jim Whaley. <laughs> People thrusting microphones at them. <laughs> yeah. They've got they've drilled a hole down and they've listen to this. 
They've now uh, been fed down the pipe uh, some biscuits. Good. There's just mm. enough room to send down biscuits to them. Mm. A small amount of water and Harry and Miller's business card. Get this. If we turn our heads and look away and hope that it'll all disappear, then they will. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Get This here on Triple M. If you're a musician and you'd like to date and eventually marry Fifi Box, give us a tri- call on Triple Three Five Three. Tribune now. That's James Blunt, wise Blunty. man. Here at Get This. Ed is with us. Fifi Box is with us. Uh, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> I just love you to swivel on your chair and answer phones. Sing along to Blunty. Yeah. Eating a sandwich. <laughs> Planning his new Cavalry <laughs> Empire of Entertainment. <laughs> now that he's on the radio and the telly, it's going to be a motel casino. Oh, well. <laughs> he's just batting them off with sticks at the moment. Okay, dear. that's enough. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's enough. Well, still trying to maintain a low profile to okay. protect his integrity. Uh, and the <laughs> core cast of Thank God You're Here, but not a verse appearing in the social pages on the arm of All some right. babe. All right. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. Otherwise, no, that's it. All right, let's talk about serious matters. Yes. The Cadbury chocolate purple. It yeah. belongs to them. Leave it alone. Yeah. What, the actual colour purple? Well, that's what they're trying to say. We own that colour purple. And that uh, anyone else who tries to use it, we will sue them. And there was a court case with Daryl Lee, although Daryl Lee won. Listen to this. Cadbury does not own the colour purple and does not have an exclusive reputation in purple in connection with chocolate. Justice Peter Heary ruled. Uh, good work, Heary. <laughs> Another good decision. <laughs> Through a mouthful of chocolate. Uh, Cadbury had claimed Daryl Lee's use of a purple with a striking and obvious likeness to Cadbury's had misled and deceived customers into buying Daryl Lee chocolate. Would you ever do that? Oh, hey, Daryl Lee's been up. around for uh, yeah. for years. I'd say most of last century. But the words Daryl Lee chocolates might be a suggestion that you're not buying Cadbury's, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. If you can read. Yes. If you can read, that right. is. So this is for people just wandering in the 7-Eleven. That's what I'm saying. Often uh, <laughs> just reaching for purple. And in. you know what? I mean, Dara Lee, I mean, have a few select stores around the country. Cadbury's. Yeah. I mean, every convenience store on every That's street right. corner. That's What's right. their problem? Well, they're obviously just getting heavy. They're sending <laughs> the heavies in. And so this is what I did. I thought I'll just sit in the booth all afternoon yesterday and call uh, businesses misusing their purple. Not try and fool them into thinking I'm anyone real. I was just putting on a shonky Cockney voice. And um, anyway, this is, uh, this is what happened when I called a shop called Purple Fashions. Hey. Good afternoon, Purple Fashion. Hello, my name's uh, Les Nougat. How are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm calling from uh, Cadbury Chocolates. You know our work? Yes. You've seen our chocolates in the shop? Yes. How would you describe the packet of your dairy milk chocolate? What colour is that then, love? Blue? No, you see, that's very nice. You're trying it on, but it's not blue, is it? It's purple. It's purple? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's a purple packet. And that purple is a registered trademark of my governor, Mr. Cadbury. All right? Okay. I just want to know if you've got permission to use our purple. Yeah, we are purple fashion. I'm well aware of that. I can see the sign, Dale. Every time I drive past, there it is staring me in the face. It's fashion. I know it's fashion. I'm not disputing that. It's the purple part I've got the trouble with, isn't it? What's it doing on there? That's a Cadbury purple. So what's that concern about? We're yeah. clamping down on people misusing the colour purple, haven't we? We've already called that bleeder, what's his name, Bloody Prince, and his new power generation. <laughs> He's been pulling that bloody gaff for years. Mm-hmm. We're clamping down. 
Uh, but I'm sorry, it's nothing we can do because when we register our name, no one said anything, so... You realise you have made yourself a glass and a half of trouble? <laughs> OK. Right? Things are looking very dark. They're uh, looking very rum and raisin. I'm sorry, but I can't take this call because nothing I can do about it. By close the trading this afternoon, would it be possible for you to get out of front and replace all the purple signs in perhaps a nice mauve? No, but I mean, I, it's purple is the name of the store. And I mean, purple has many different shades. And That's right. That's what I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. Why can't you choose a slightly different shade of purple? One that's not going to confuse people. <laughs> See, at the moment, people are driving past. They go, look at that, a fashion shop. Oh, hang on. I feel like a bit of Cadbury's chocolate. Yeah, no one have ever said that. Sorry. <laughs> you cannot tell me that you haven't had someone coming in there going, hmm, I'm feeling like a bit of nice dairy milk now. Have you no, got any about there? Never, ever, ever. Not once? No one said that to, to us anyway. So You've I'm not had someone coming in smacking their lips yeah. going, oh, yum, I'd like a nice bit of chocolate. What you I'm got? Sorry, I don't think that I should talk any further with you because it's very unreasonable. I know and, what you're um, doing. You're going to hang up and you're going to go and have a nice block of chocolate, <laughs> aren't you? Because you're thinking purple. You're working in that shop. You're taking in the vibes. You're going, oh, chocolatey. I'm going to co-op some of that nice chocolatey glass I, and I half don't, goodness. I don't eat chocolate, sorry. So, can I just ask, what is your name? Who am I uh, speaking to? Oh, this is Chiquita. Chiquita? Yep. What, as in uh, Cadbury's Chiquita? Uh, no. Do you no, have permission to be using that name, love? No, no, it's just my name. Bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Cadbury's Chiquita, purple fashions. We're going to be sending our lawyers down. They're going to have some words, all right? OK, thank you. You're going to go and have some chocolate now, aren't you? We don't eat chocolate here. You can't get enough of the stuff, love, I know you. That's, uh, that'd be your chisels right here with a bit of cheap wine. Let's get this on yeah. Triple M. Fifi Box is with us. And I should say hello to Chiquita at Purple. <laughs> <laughs> I did call her back. And I don't want to put all that conversation to air. That would be rude. But just listen to this one thing she said. You know what? My children see they um, and my boyfriend, they have been buying these CDs for a long time. Listen to it. And now I'm on it. Oh, look. Uh, that, that would laugh their head off. So there you go. She, oh. she wants to be on an album. Nice. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> Thank you, but get that purple sign down, though. <laughs> it's just wrong. Uh, is it time to climb it? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talkback Mountain is the segment, and when Fifi Box joins us, a young man's fancy turns to romance. <laughs> You Which know. young man? Yeah, <laughs> we're all looking at Ed. Clear at me, Tony. We're trying to think because you know seduction tips. That's what we did last time when you came in. That was very we successful. Did. Oh, really? So I don't know good. if we did. We reach any conclusions? No, just like don't do what most people ring up with. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? I tell you when uh, Ed's. Oh uh, uh, no! What? Well, I, I, no. Ed was looking. I don't. Should I say this on air? What? There was this article in the paper about uh, some woman who oh, has yeah. a teacher oh. who's <laughs> been jailed after yeah, a scandal involving romance mm. with one of her students. Yeah. And Ed's looking at the picture of her in handcuffs being put in the sheriff's car. God, she's hot. <laughs> no, I, I believe I said, you know, Tony, most of the teachers, the female teachers that they normally get for these things are totally hot. There you go. <laughs> that's probably in breach of broadcasting regulations right there, that statement. That's cool. I'll see you all. <laughs> Ed's hot for teacher. No. <laughs> I don't know whether we should actually involve Ed in a seduction oh, tip. No. Um, I'm not saying I want to be involved. I just said that, look, she's hot. She's she not? just been arrested for pedophilia. There you go. Then. <laughs> That's when you say it like that. You might that. want to rethink it. <laughs> the segment's going great. Know. You know? 
That's not okay. Just don't call about that. Yeah, we're looking for genuine, yeah, yeah, yeah. legal right. seduction tips. Yeah, involving romantic partners yeah. of age. Don't look at me like that. All right. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have even gone down that path. Science. That's Thank what always you. helps with love, don't you find? Well, Science to the rescue with polls and results and testing. Yes. Well, <laughs> it, it throws me, though. All yeah. these... Uh, there's constantly... I'd say weekly in the papers, there's some new research, some yeah. scientists come up with the new formula for, for seduction or attraction. Yeah. And it just throws me astray because you try and follow it. There's it nothing you've, you've written it down. Have you ever written down one of these things and gone, I'll try that? Yes, I have. Give us an example. Well, one was doing... Uh, it was something along the lines of do the opposite of everything you think you should do. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drive off that cliff. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and another one was that theory that men are actually compelled or attracted to women who have no interest in them whatsoever. Uh, right. But I too, I spent like eight very lonely months <laughs> in a row before I realised, no, I reckon they like a smile. Or a <laughs> you just spend eight months locked in your house at home <laughs> yeah. going nowhere, playing hard to get. Uh, look, here's some advice for you though. Uh, there's the rules of romance have been laid out in New Scientist magazine. <laughs> They're they grasping at straws. New scientists, aren't they? <laughs> do you read a bit of the new scientists? I do. I do. I like it. Well, listen to this. They say that, uh, well, a study shows that a dramatic setting can kickstart your love life in a positive way. That's true. Uh, a study by psychologists in the 70s found that men who met a woman on a high rickety bridge <laughs> <laughs> rated the encounter sexier and more romantic than those whose meeting occurred on a low bridge. Yes. <laughs> so they've gone, scientists have set up two bridge, two bridges. They've gone, make that top one rickety. It'll get the juices flowing. You two on the low one, you two up there. One's up there. Cool. cool. Going off. Cool. Tiny planks and sawdust yeah. falling. Give over. Plunging lovers, but it's on. So that's let's how talk. <laughs> let's let's get them. Let's talk. But this is the theory. This is the theory. Okay. Other research showed that fun fair goers judged photographs of the opposite sex as being more attractive when they had just got off a roller coaster compared with those still waiting to go on. What? I don't quite understand this. Dramatic this dramatic setting. So you basically basically you should become an ambulance chaser. There you just go. Turn up and car accidents. That's pretty dramatic. Now who's sick? Eh? <laughs> ah, yes. Oh. <laughs> it's still smarting from that teacher business. <laughs> uh, the second way to woo a lover, that's the first one, danger. Get yep. yourself on a high rickety bridge. How you convince a woman to go up on a high rickety bridge with you? Well, that's up to you. Yeah, that's Science hasn't got time for that, that kind of nonsense. Uh, the second way to woo a lover is through body language. Research shows that mirroring the other person's posture and gestures helps create a feeling of affinity. The magazine, that's New Scientist, advises would-be lovers to indulge in a gestural dance, which involves synchronising your gestures and body movements with those of the object of your desire. That used to be called stalking in yeah. my day. <laughs> Works, though. Does that work, Ed? Oh, I don't know. I just oh, copying exactly what yeah, the other yeah. person's <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah. That's, well, my brothers and I used to do that, and that's annoying. That's what it is. <laughs> so you've not tried this one? <laughs> no, I've not tried it, but that's, that actually I, implies that you're with the partner. So that's more than just meeting uh, someone. It's, uh, didn't, didn't it? it's yeah. sort of implied you and your partner will be more attracted to each other if you 
prance around like peacocks. So that implies you've already, um, you know, gone to the rickety bridge. Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> a step in. Gee, <laughs> these scientists have got it nutted out, haven't they? When women evaluated photos of men, they rated them more attractive while listening to rock as compared to jazz or no music at all. Mm. Yeah, so, well, you know, don't put on a bit of, I don't know. I don't know. Though, rock, Theolonia's monk. Well, <laughs> rock's a very kind of watered-down genre these days, you know what I mean? You know what you should do, Tony? <laughs> you should actually take this uh, this formula to management. They'll love that. Really? Well, Because we do play a lot of jazz. A <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of Nickelback. High bridge. <laughs> copying <laughs> the other person exactly. <laughs> Bang! You're away. Can we talk now? These, we talk to the listeners now? These scientists are talking <laughs> through their asses. We need actual, genuine, yes. surefire seduction tips. Yes. Fifi Box needs them. She's going to write them down and put them to work mm. and then come back on the show <laughs> and tell us if they've actually been effective. Ed, what is the number to call? One triple three five three. Talk back mountain. Yes. Get this. I like to hear all the nice Nickelback. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Ashley Simpson. Oh, didn't she light up Australia when she came to home? She loved Australia. <laughs> I actually felt for her, though, because she came out, it was her big moment with the MTV Awards, and then, oh, big brother Jessica, uh, big brother? Big sister Jessica had to come Bombshell. and spoil it all. <laughs> we about living in your sister's shadow. You just are obsessed with big brother. <laughs> That's just come out there. Not watched an episode. You haven't? No. Really? In fact, I heard the theme song yesterday, and I got a full body cringe. Mm. Severo. No, I can't. I, you don't like seeing people electrocuted in a small booth? No. <laughs> It's all part of the fun. I know. Okay, let's talk seduction. And here's a song especially for Ed. (laughs) (laughs) He just loves them arrested teachers. (laughs) He loves seeing them. I'm just going to tell on this one. Okay. People are going to be with me. All right, because we're looking, because I found in the Brisbane Courier-Mail um, scientists yep. going on about yep. romance, the secrets of romance. Do you know what I've just realised in my mm. relationship, which has only been about six months? <laughs> right. I've jumped very quickly into the cute, coochie-coochie-gaga oh, phase. Right. And I'm realising that's not, that doesn't work in, in a seduction sense. No, no. I'm not getting much of a looking at the moment because I'm just, oh, you're so cute. No, you've got to you got to save that. You've got to save that for a couple of years in once the farting has begun. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, hey, uh, Ron, are you there? Yeah, mate. How are you? Good, mate. What's uh, what's your tip? Well, firstly, I can't believe we're taking advice from scientists. I always thought they had the lowest success rate in any relationship if they even had one. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. That was one, two. I my seduction technique is always look good, make sure you're dressed right, clean your fingernails, make sure you sh- you smell nice. Wear the right aftershave to suit your scent because chemical wow. chemistry is so important. And then uh, always compliment the woman. Or if I'm meeting a woman for the first time, I always compliment her on something, whether it be her clothes or her hair or whatever, her eyelashes, something like that. Eyelashes. Wow, Jesus! Wow, not bad. What's <laughs> going on there? He's Dr. really suiting up for battle. Yeah. That was well, Ron. You can tell he's, you are successful. You are smooth. Well, yeah, and Fifi, I've got to say, um, Marty just doesn't appreciate you. Yeah, oh, 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 Ron, you. There's that compliment. Oh. Yeah, it must smell cool water. Can I ask, Ron, do you play a musical instrument? Because that's what she's really after. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm not. Ron, you can yeah. play the trumpet. 
wouldn't mind a trumpet serenade. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. It was too loud. Right, um, no, but, enough. yeah, that, that's sort of like the techniques that I use, and it seems to work. But I've got to tell you a, a quick story. When I got married uh, on my bus night, my brother's a policeman. Yes. And, and he handcuffed me, and he took me around to the hotel, sort of like the last night before you go. And um, we walked into a couple of the hotels, and it's funny how many girls said, oh, why are you in handcuffs? And my brother said, oh, well, he's been arrested for um, rape, uh, this, that, the other, fraud, all this. You should have seen the amount of women that wanted to know know me because I was in handcuffs. Is that so right? I think the old story about bad guys win is generally true. Yeah, I'll give you the applause. Yeah. So forget all that aftershave <laughs> nonsense. Get yourself arrested. Uh, yeah. And uh, fraud, would that in. get you interested, Fifi, the handcuffs? No, that yeah. wouldn't. I've never understood those women that write letters to no. jailbirds and get obsessed and fall in love with criminals. Yeah. I, I think the word rape really yeah, what that, the guy yeah, has, you know, that, that really yeah. works yeah. against... On it for me. Yeah. To me, you know, no amount of aftershave, <laughs> no amount of sheer gold <laughs> by Long for Reek. Hey, Lynn, how are you going? Yeah, well, good, and yourself, guys? Good. That's good. I'd have to agree on your last caller, the, um, the smell, the aftershave... Uh, uh, is um, I suppose gets me. Well, but, what's, um, the, what's your favourite fragrance? Cool water. Uh, no, jupe. Oh, oh yes, I love jupe too. No, mm. I don't like but no, I'd have to say things go in cycles, and I'd have to say the old-fashioned basic stuff of opening the door for the lady, um, just letting her go first. Um, carrying the shopping or carrying a, a heavy item for her, uh, just just making her feel special on a basic uh, level, not right. uh, going overboard and Thank making you. it superficial. <laughs> Yeah, you know, obviously you've, things have got to be going along for a while before you're carrying the shopping. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, even if you were to meet a, a girl after work and she's she's got a, a heavy folder or something like That's that, good. you could offer to carry it for her. If she's stolen a photocopier, <laughs> she's carrying a piano up the street. Allow me, my lady. It's true though. I find every time a taxi driver gets out of the car and gets my suitcase out of the boot, I do start to fall for him. Oh, there is something about. And before you know it, there's. The front of your dress is stained with souvlaki <laughs> and something's found its way into the new weekly. Uh, well, that's Thanks, old, nice advice. Thank you, Lynn. Old-fashioned approach. Wayne has got something for us. Wayne. Go on, Wayne. Good morning, Tony and uh, Fifi. What really works well for me is putting on a James Last record onto the turntable and dancing around the lounge room in lingerie. <laughs> I find this works fantastic. That is very specific. Who is James Last? Uh, he's a man who put out albums in the late 60s, early 70s, where he would take really good songs and ruin them <laughs> oh, right. by just adding a lot of flutes and sort of oh, lift yeah. music, basically. That's like a kind of... Some kind of a swing safari would be involved, I'm certain. And Wayne, was it you in the lingerie or your partner? Oh, yes. I, I haven't actually tried it with another person, but I found it actually works fantastic. Right, so you've successfully seduced yourself on a number of occasions. Can I ask? What, yeah, what do you wear? Like, what's the, like, did you go all out? Like, what kind of lingerie are we talking? He hadn't worked it a few. Yeah, yeah, got the on, material yeah. done it out come there. Come on, far. Wayne. I'm sorry, we're letting the secrets all out now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the turntable, <laughs> the old-fashioned turntable. Oh. I reckon that bloke's a scientist. <laughs> Thanks, everyone who called in. Was there anything you can use there, Fifi? Oh. Carrying a heavy object, that's the <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, that was good. I quite like the idea of turning myself on, though, with a bit <laughs> okay. of lingerie and some James Last. <laughs> All right, well, we might just uh, go to a song and let you do just that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly. Let's get this on Triple M, drowning in a sea of... 
newspaper articles, many of them several months old. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the show works. <laughs> Fifi Box, thanks for sitting in for the <laughs> whole <laughs> hour. Oh, my gosh, this goes too quickly, though. Oh, I'm just warming up. Well, often it goes well into the next program. <laughs> yeah. And there's been a lot of memos going around and yeah. a very uh, nervous-looking bear at the controls over there. <laughs> Anything you'd like to plug? Are you on, thank God you're here tomorrow night? No, all the week after, but the week after that. Oh. So that's an, an average plug because I don't know if people's time span can wait <laughs> two weeks. But. Get your diaries out. <laughs> and what, what about the, the shebang this afternoon? All states except Adelaide. We know they have a man in a cardboard mask doing <laughs> that shift in Adelaide. On the shebang this afternoon, oh, wonderful. One of my favourite guests, Glenn Robbins. Ah. He's always good. He is. He's always very good value, so he's Strikes. stepping in. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm actually trying to get him on the show full time. All right, get I him to. Oh, I know. It doesn't work idea. that well on radio, but get him to dance. You cannot go <laughs> I've wrong. I've heard this. Have you seen him dancing? No, somebody said this to me a few weeks ago. Oh, the next time I see Glenn Robbins, I've got to see him on the dance floor. What's oh. that about? What? what have you seen him on Kath and Kim when he does a bit of river dancing? He used to do that <laughs> thing with Jane Turner, mm. the daggy dancing. Daggy dancing. But isn't that character acting or no? You know what he said, and it's a really true bit of advice for anyone, uh, you know, wanting to get into comedy. He said he doesn't try and be funny. He yeah. just tries to dance as seriously <laughs> as he can. <laughs> and it works. That's, That's true. It's the best way. <laughs> he sh- I know this is the obvious thing to say, but he should Go on that Dancing in the Stars. Dancing in the Stars. That's a new show <laughs> where people actually climb inside a star yeah. and begin dancing. Sorry, that program, whatever it is with the dancing celebrities. With Daryl. Yeah. Um, I bet he's been asked. Yeah, I bet he he's not, Like, you know, I kind of like to think that he's kind of above that stuff, to be honest. <laughs> really? What about I got called to, to go on singing with the stars? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've heard about this. Someone else I know got asked about this. And so I, it's you and, and a proper singer. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a duet. Think, and they train you. And you do Islands in the Stream, something yeah. like that. Re, <laughs> reunited by Peaches and Herb. <laughs> <laughs> they should just call it Can't Sing with the Stars. Yeah. That's what they should call it. Can't Sing with the Stars. <laughs> Channel 7. I'm guessing, Bear, that this is time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Fifi, thank you for coming in again. My pleasure. Will you come back and tell us if those seduction tips work? I will. Give me, give me a few weeks All and right. I'll um, practice them. <laughs> Thanks, Play that lingerie dancing. Thank you, everyone who called in. Thank you to everyone at Purple Fashions, which yeah. is in, uh, I believe, in Malvern, <laughs> in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And if that's a different shop, that's their rubbish. Buy something there anyway. The one you, the one you will need is the one with the woman called Chiquita. Uh, thank you, everybody. And I think our key phrase today was, hot for teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back tomorrow with Rob Sitch. And it's all thanks to you-know-who, Census 1234.